from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Well, welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world. And issues that give us angst, that cause us grief, that keep us awake at night. Straight Talk. You've got questions. We've got answers for you. I always bring in experts on our topic, so today is no exception. Teresa Welch will be joining me. She's the Executive Director of Intervisions, and we're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How's that? I'm Jean Wells. And so, so blessed to be broadcasting here on Iowa Catholic Radio from the Mercy One studio. And I thank you for your support this last week in our Carathon. What a blessing. What a blessing to receive so many kind words, prayers, and financial support for what we are doing here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you. So as we talk about this life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness thing, you know, with the election less than a month away, it's important for us to truly understand some of the issues. And for me personally, if we as a country do not first and foremost respect the sanctity of life, then there is no liberty and there is no pursuit of happiness. Today, we will be talking about one aspect of respecting life, and that is the life of the unborn. But when I speak of life issues, I'm also looking at respect for the elderly and sadly the advancement of euthanasia as an end-of-life choice. Not good. I also include the increase in assisted suicide as an option to end life, and I'm opposed to that as well. My opinions are just mine, but the church also addresses these issues. Here's information from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which explains Catholic Catholic doctrine with clarity, and an encyclical from St. John Paul II on the Gospel of Life. So here's uh, paragraph 227 from the Catechism. It states, human life must be respected and protected absolutely from the moment of conception. From the first moment of his existence, a human being must be recognized as having the rights of a person, among which is the inviolable right of every innocent being to life. Now, St. John Paul II has stated that abortion and euthanasia are crimes which no human law can claim to legitimize. There is no obligation, um, obligation in conscience to obey such laws. Instead, there is a grave and clear obligation to oppose them by conscientious objection. In the case of an intrinsically unjust law, such as a law permitting abortion or euthanasia, It is therefore never licit to obey it or to take part in a propaganda campaign in favor of such a law or to vote for it. You know, thus we we see that politicians who vote in favor of laws that legalize the crimes of abortion or euthanasia are guilty of committing a gravely immoral act. In fact, They can be denied Holy Communion by a bishop or a priest for ostensibly taking such a stance. In order for an immoral act to be considered a mortal sin, three conditions must be met. One, it must be serious matter. Number two, must be done with knowledge of its seriousness. And three, done freely and willfully. 
Therefore, if he or she does so knowing that it goes against the law of God and it is done willingly, then he or she is guilty of mortal sin. Surely we can say that most Catholic politicians know that a public pro-choice position goes directly contrary to church teaching. As present in our country, sadly, abortion takes the lives of over 4,000 unborn children every day and over 1.5 million each year. When we stand before God, well, we want to say that we took in any part of that. So we have to think about that before we go and vote. So again, my guest talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is Teresa Welch, the executive director of Inner Visions. A couple of events coming up. Again, that's not coming up. This past week, our Iowa Catholic Radio Fall Carathon has brought in about $110,000 so far. God bless each and every one of you. Um, but know that the, the Fall Carathon, even though we're done broadcasting on the air, pledges and contributions are still coming in Uh through the mail and through our websites, you can donate online at iowacatholicradio.com or give us a call, 515-223-1150. We do appreciate your support. Um, another event coming up this week, it's the St. Teresa School Gala. It's a virtual event, as well as Holy Families Barn Bash is a virtual event this week. Um, on St. Teresa's, uh, you can vote on items from October 10th through the 17th. And big ticket items being broadcast, streaming live on October 17th from 7 to 8.30. That'll be fun. Uh, If you're interested in what is featured, you check out the St. Teresa Gala at handbid.com, events.handbid.com. You click on their auctions, and then you click on 2020 STCS Gala. It'll pop right up. Uh, Also coming up in November, Iowans for Life will hold their 10th Christmas Gala on November 21st. And with guest speaker, Bishop William Johnson, the tickets are available at iowansforlife.org. And Iowa Catholic Radio will have our dinner in December. That is December 5th. That's um, our anniversary of being an all-Catholic radio station. It'll be held at Embassy, Embassy Suites. So mark your calendar now, December 5th. Uh, Our guest speaker is Jeff Cavins, and he's known for bringing us that great Bible timeline. I'll keep you posted on that event as we get more and more information. So um, I wanted to share with you also that yesterday, Pope Francis issued uh, his, I believe it's his third encyclical. Uh, It's called Fratelli Tutti on Fraternity and Social Friendship. And there's one paragraph that I want to, to share with you from the introduction. It's like, I mean, it's a lengthy encyclical, just like Pope Francis, but I think you're going to want to download it from the Vatican website and, uh, and uh, bookmark it and read it. So here is his last paragraph of the introduction. He says, It is my desire that in this our time, by acknowledging the dignity of each human person, we can contribute to the rebirth of a universal aspiration to fraternity. Fraternity between all men and women. Here we have a splendid secret that shows us how to dream and to turn our life into a wonderful adventure. No one can face life in isolation. We need a community that supports and helps us in which we can help one another to keep looking ahead. 
how important it is to dream together. By ourselves, we risk seeing mirages, things that are not there. Dreams, on the other hand, are built together. Let us dream, then, as a single human family, as fellow travelers sharing the same flesh, as children of the same earth, which is our common home, each of us bringing the richness of his or her beliefs and convictions, each of us with his or her own voice, brothers and sisters all. Wow, if that is not inspiration to read the encyclical, I don't know what is. Do we need that during this day and age or what? Whew. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Teresa Welch will be joining me, Executive Director for Intervisions. We're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is time for Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, or online, ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com.
Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells. And if you have a question or a comment or just want to say hi, you can text me at 515-223-1150. I do love to hear from our listeners, um, especially when we're talking about such an important topic today. So my guest is Teresa Welch, the Executive Director of InterVisions, has become, I would consider, a good friend over the last few years since I've gotten to know her. We're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Teresa, thanks for joining Straight Talk. Oh, thank you so much, Jean. It's good to hear from you. Well, I, you know, I always like to give my listeners a perspective of who my guest is, where they've come from, and really how they got to this position, because you're my expert today. So how did you come about, what was your journey to get to work for InterVisions? Well, um, I'm a registered nurse, and probably about nine years ago or so, I was given a tour um, in hopes of being a volunteer nurse at the clinic. Mm, Um, But at that time, my husband and I became foster parents and then later adopted a baby girl mm-hmm. who is nine now. Yes. Um, she had some health issues just because of her environment that she started off in, and she needed my full-time attention. So mm-hmm. it just wasn't the right time for me. Um, but I still you know, felt drawn. I felt this pull. And so I prayed about, God, what do you want me to do with this? And mm-hmm. then out of the blue, I got a call that there was a position, this position was open, and the rest is history. Surprise, surprise. You had yeah. that pull. You just didn't know it meant to work there full time, right? That's right. <laughs> oh, well, I, I love that you're a registered nurse because you're not just coming with that administrative background. You're coming with that, that um, you know, almost um, hypocritical oath of, you know, to save every life. I don't Do nurses right. take that as well as doctors? Is How's that work? Um, well, we don't really different? hold up our hand and swear by it, but yeah. it's, you know, it's the um, Florence Nightingale pledge that we mm. are all probably familiar with. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, you just had your annual dinner, which I thought was a great event. And, you know, as we're starting to come back together, you know, organizations like yours are being very conscientious about creating a safe environment for folks to be together. So, um, you know, share if you would a little bit about how you did that. So if others are starting to gather, they may use your ideas to make their environment safe. Sure. Um, you know, as, as COVID continued and we had to switch to a virtual gala from our in-live gala over the mm-hmm. summer, um, we wondered, you know, was a dance even going to be able to happen? Um, the Knights of Columbus um, did this for us for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, we just, you know, we weren't able to join together in parishes and large groups yet. So, um, and the Knights of Columbus, this was our first fundraising event at InterVisions 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to us. So once again, the Knights didn't disappoint, and we ended up having it at Jasper Winery. And it, they have outdoor seating. They've got a tent. We were able to socially distance. Um, and then the Knights of Columbus just, you know, helped us with everything else. It was, mm-hmm. it was a great event. It was, um, you know, the food was inside. Really, basically, everything else was outside. Well, and I love that we had dots on our name tags. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, that it's like green, you know, it's like, you know, I'm I'm good with this COVID thing, um, you know, yellow, and then red was like, I'm going to wear my mask, don't shake my hand, don't yeah, rub my elbow, away. Mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to wear yeah. my mask throughout the evening. And we had one person at our table that did, other than mm-hmm. when we ate, that was mm-hmm. fine. And um, I thought that was a great way to to allow interaction to the level that people were comfortable. So yeah, anyway, kudos that, to you. I love the event. Yeah, it was thank great. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
So, you know, we so easily toss out this phrase, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and about anything, you know, little conversations, little quips. But but life comes first in that list of human rights. So if you would, share your personal beliefs on the sanctity of life. Well, you know, God created us in his own image. Mm-hmm. And I always love this um, verse, that Psalm 139. You know, it says, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Mm. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. I, you know, I started my nursing career out in maternity, on a maternity floor. Mm. And then I also did quite a few years as a hospice nurse. So I truly believe that um, all life is precious mm-hmm. from conception to natural death. Well, and that psalm was just the reading this last, I believe it was within this last week. And it does, it yes. tugs at my heart, I know. too. You know, that each and every person is fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's from conception. So, so yeah, God bless you. I I loved, uh, going back to your auction, you had 1,052 lives and you had an auction item that sold for (laughs) $1,052. That was awesome, wasn't it? (laughs) I mean, who else is going to bid against that guy? You know, it's like, well, we can't say 155, (laughs) 1,055. So that was cool. Um, But chat about that. That number, over a thousand. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that wonderful? It is. It is incredible. Um, you know, our, our anniversary of our new clinic is on October 21st, our mm. one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And since that date, um, as of end of last week, 74 of those lives have been saved by the South Clinic. Mm. So that's pretty remarkable and with a brand new clinic um, in the area. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, it t- well, um, unless you have a million-dollar advertising budget, you know, oh, people don't necessarily <laughs> know that you're right there. You know, right. it, it's word of mouth. It's, you know, how, how you can get the word out. So, yeah. Right. And it's kind of tucked in. It's in the St. Vincent de Paul um, complex. Mm-hmm. So we have there's all <laughs> human services um, organizations in this complex. So you've got WIC, you have a utility assistance organization, food pantry, the retail center for St. Vincent de Paul, and then you have us. So, mm. so nice when our patients mix. come. Yeah, patients can come, and they've got everything right here that they need. So you're, in case folks don't know, uh, tell us where your West Des Moines facility is. The West Des Moines facility is 1355, or 14. Oh my gosh. I got to look at my, my business card. I don't ever write it. I know. 1355 50th. Say um, that again, please. 1355 50th okay. in Suite 400. And it's in West Des Moines. Mm-hmm. If you know where Dr. McKernan's office is, Vitae Family mm-hmm. Care, we're just two doors down from them. So are the same services offered at both clinics? I mean, with Dr. McKernan right next door, how, and he's your medical director, right? Right. How right. does that work when you're, you know, a city apart? Right. Yes, it, they they um, are the same at both clinics, mm-hmm. and um, we are on electronic medical record, which makes it really easy for him to look at our charts because he has to sign off on all of our patients that come through our door, and so it is really easy for him just to hop on and whenever he has a chance, look at our documentation, make sure everything is okay, and then sign them. Um, he doesn't have to physically come into our clinic all the time, although he comes in to visit a lot, which is wonderful. We love that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't physically have to. That's good. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's like, okay. Um, so speaking of him, um, and he's the medical director, how does that partnership really work with Vitae Family Care Clinic? Um, is it 
um, do do clients automatically see him? Do they choose to see him? How does how does that work? They can choose to see him. We have a list. If they come in and they're pregnant and they choose life, and they don't have a, a regular obstetrician that they go and see. We have a list of vetted um, physicians that we have, mm-hmm. you know, looked into and 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 you know chosen them because they they are pro life. Um, mm-hmm. But we also have him at the top of our list. Yeah. So we we have referred a lot of patients to him, mm-hmm. and that's always really neat because then we, you know, we always follow up with our patients, but you know, they, they'll come down and visit us when they come in for appointments. Mm-hmm. So, and That's then cool. later bring their children, which is wonderful. Yeah. So we get Do you have to a whole wall of photos? <laughs> yeah, we should. We, they're, they're tucked away, but yes, we yes. have them. <laughs> oh, there's probably that privacy thing. Yes, yeah, there is. That. Darn yeah. thing. <laughs> so out of, out of the patients that come to see you, how many of them end up choosing life? Any guesses well, to the percentage? Probably, I mean... If they have had an ultrasound, mm-hmm. um, that's usually where that decision is made. So I would, it's around 75 to 80% of the patients who are abortion-minded when they come in mm-hmm. um, or undecided, but mainly abortion-minded. They see the heartbeat on the ultrasound, and that just changes their whole thought process. Mm-hmm. Because before, they're just thinking this is just, it's my pregnancy, it's not my baby. And those are two totally different things in their mind. You know, I would think... You know, I, I'm assuming, and this may be a bad assumption, so you can correct me, that the majority of your clients are young women without any resources, maybe still living at home, and they're afraid to tell their parents mm-hmm. or their partner, or if they are old enough, even their spouse. Is right. there counseling available for for people that are that are just fearful, so they want an abortion because they mm-hmm. are so afraid of telling? their family and, and right. partner. And they may not have a good support system. Yeah. And that's, that's always the unknown because you don't, if they do have a support system, which way do they feel? Do they feel like they want this, their um, significant other or their daughter or their, you know, to, to parent or do they want them to have an abortion? So mm-hmm. that's always a difficult thing to even start off with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're worried and they're scared. Um, they are making a tough, this is the toughest decision that they'll ever have to make. Um, they come in a lot of times with a very tough exterior, um, but watching them kind of bring down those layers and get to what the, really the root of the problem is, it might be to them an insurmountable obstacle. Mm-hmm. Um, to us, it may not be that big of a deal, but to them, it's huge. So It is the stumbling it, block. It's it like is. If I have it an is. abortion, then I never have to tell my mom. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, you think that it's the, the teenagers that are coming in, the college people, but it's not. It's a lot of times it's we've had married people come in that, um, you know, just don't feel this is the right time for them to have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had married people come in that have had, this one just floored me, five daughters, and she was pregnant again, and she was going to have genetic testing. And if it was um, a girl again, she was going to abort. Oh, my goodness. I mean, so it's those kind of things that, that come in. And mm-hmm. praise God, it was a, a boy, so she didn't abort. Mm-hmm. But it's those situations that are, we don't even think that that could be a reason. Mm-hmm. Well, and that baby, if, if she's waiting to find out what the gender is, that baby is far along the path right. of, of, form, of being you know, formed in its mother's womb when you're yeah. all of a sudden going to make that choice. 
Right. And even there is a DNA test that they can take, but you're still farther along in your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You, it would have to be a surgical abortion if that's what you chose to do. Yeah. So yeah, there's so many, and so many prayers needed for these women that are, are abortion minded for whatever reason, maybe they're feeling pressured or out of fear or right. timing or whatever. So, I mean, I, I know you have an opportunity for people to pray. And especially at your new South Clinic. Do you want to share about that? Yeah. Um, we have a chapel at our South Clinic. And when we were building, designing the clinic, I asked the bishop, Bishop Pates, before he retired, if we could have the Blessed Sacrament in our chapel. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was going to take a while for him to get back to me. I sent the email at 3 o'clock. Literally the next morning at 9, I got an email back mm-hmm. saying, absolutely. I was, we were thrilled. I mean, mm-hmm. thrilled. The nurses and all the staff, the receptionists, everyone, when they have really tough cases coming in, it's just really draining on them. And, you know, they, they, they're so strong women, but they need that spiritual enrichment too. And sometimes it's just to sit in the chapel and be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to do that at all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in between patients, just kind of regroup. And then they can have the strength that God gave them to go to the next abortion-minded patient. Mm-hmm. So it's been a godsend. Can others use the chapel? Yes. Can the public? Um, we always say, if you want to come in, ask for the divine physician, because that's God. And so we know that you are going to, um, you want to go in the chapel and pray. Okay. And that really, because it's a public, probably gathering space, you know, for folks to, you know, patients that are there won't be like, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause we don't, you know, we want them to feel comfortable and they may not have a face mm-hmm. at that point. So we want them to feel comfortable. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about, you know, how do we, how do you find people that are abortion minded that at least would come in for that ultrasound? Um, all sorts of other things. The the abortion pill, reverse abortion reversals, all sorts of things. You're going to want to stay tuned. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Tickets are available for the 59th annual Dowling Catholic Pancake Breakfast at dowlingcatholic.org. Tickets will provide four pancake breakfast boxes containing the Dowling Catholic High School Signature Buttermilk Pancake Batter Mix, plus individual syrups. Enjoy delicious pancakes on your schedule and in the comfort of your home. No need to get up early and stand in line. Make your pancakes on your time. Learn more about the 59th annual Dowling Catholic Pancake Breakfast tickets at dowlingcatholic.org. Get your tickets today at dowlingcatholic.org. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Crisis the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grace Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Programming support for Catholic Women Now is provided by Iowa's injury attorney, Fred Haas. For over 30 years, Fred Haas has helped injured Iowans recover financial, physical, and emotional losses from car, truck, and motorcycle accidents, work-related injuries, and injuries due to negligence. Most importantly, providing the professional, personal, and responsive legal counsel that everyone deserves. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time... Let us do good. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. little front moving by today, and that'll bring us gusty wind up to 20 miles per hour. Otherwise, it'll be fair with sunshine or high about 79. Overnight, 55 and clear, and then we'll be near 80 again tomorrow and sunny. Looks like the fair weather will stick around on Thursday. The weather is brought to you by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community for over 25 years. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and my guest today is Teresa Welch. She is the Executive Director for Inner Visions, and we're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And again, if we do not respect life, there is really no liberty, and there really is no pursuit of happiness, because we have to have an understanding, a broad understanding, and an appreciation for human life. So um, it's it's interesting, Teresa. I, I want to touch on a subject that I don't know. I'm 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 guessing you maybe get grief about this from some folks, but um, when you go to the Intervisions website, you know the term abortion is on there, and it it kind of has an open uh, perspective perspective that maybe abortion is one of the options. But I'm guessing it's a way to be open and welcoming to folks who are abortion-minded. Tell us about your strategy there. Yeah, Jean, very much so. Um, We have two different websites. Mm -hmm. Um, One is for the patients, and the other one is for the donors. So sometimes people do get on the patient website and are thinking, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? Yeah, I'm not going to support them. Exactly, exactly. But our patient website is made um, so that we can provide them um, honest medical information, all of them honest medical information. Mm -hmm. We want women who are wanting to have an abortion come in. 
So if there's information on the patient site that shows that we are a pro-life clinic, they won't come in because that's right. not what they want at that mm-hmm. moment. So they have to be completely different. But it is very confusing if you don't know that we do have two. Right. So share both websites. The one for the for the patients is intervisionshealthcare.org, right? Correct. And then the one for the donors is ivhcare.org. Ivhcare.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had folks because, you know, they think I know all of the, every nuance of everything. And, and so <laughs> years ago I asked and it was like, yeah, that, that was the reason. I'm like, that makes sense. Because again, if someone is abortion minded, they're, oh, pro-life, I'm not going to go there. You know, right. So, yeah, exactly. That's good to understand. So, so let's talk about those clients. Um, do they come into you with their decision already made up about their baby? I mean, Some what's the majority of them? Um, majority of them are undecided. Okay. So, depending on their situation, they're gonna. That's how they're gonna make their decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all know that they can say, "Oh, yes, I'm gonna parent," and then they go home and their boyfriend breaks up with them. Their parents kick them out of the house. Um, and then everything has changed. Now they have to have this abortion because they can't lose those people. So then the, everything switches. Mm-hmm. So if they're, you know, if they're determined to come in to, um, and have an abortion, they're, once again, confused. They're worried about some situation. Um, but the ones that come in undecided are probably easier than the ones who come in with a, are, that are abortion-minded, convinced mm-hmm. they're going to have that abortion. Um, once they, you're like coming in with that tough exterior, you can't, sometimes you can't get through that. Mm-hmm. So we just try and peel away those layers and figure out what's going on. So what advice do you have for, um, those of us that may run into someone who is abortion minded, I mean, and, and pregnant and to have them come to see you to, you know, to just say, hey, you should get an ultrasound. Is that the best strategy? Right. Go to Intervisions. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I've heard those folks are really nice. You know, again, we don't, they're pro-life. You're going to want to go to them. It's right. like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to want to say, get uh, an ultrasound, right? Right. If they're determined to have an abortion, they're not going to come to us if mm-hmm. they know all that. So mm-hmm. I would, I, my suggestion would be, you know, hey, um, you know, I want you to know any medical procedure you need to know all of the side effects, all of the risks, everything. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what procedure that is. So we're able to give that to them. We're able to tell them at this point in your pregnancy, this is what that abortion is going to look like, and these are the things that could happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you need to find out if that, that pregnancy is in the right spot. Is it viable? And how far along you are, mm-hmm. because how far along you are determines what kind of abortion you have. Mm-hmm. So letting them know, and those are all things that, that absolutely have to happen prior to getting an abortion, all three of those things. Mm-hmm. We can provide that for them. But on the other hand, we're there to support them. We're there to walk through this journey with them. We're there to find out what that is causing, what's causing them not to want to parent. And that's, that's how we hopefully have them make a life-affirming mm-hmm. decision. How do you follow up with them, or, or what are the resources to follow up them once they leave their, your clinic? They've, they've decided they're not going to get an abortion, and they've told you that. How do you or who do you, who else contacts them to help them along that path? So if they do go home and the boyfriend or the parents say, no, you're going to do this, there's someone that, that reaches out to them to help them along the way. We have a retired registered nurse, mm. Diane McGuire, 
And she does, yeah, she does all of our follow-up calls. And if the patient's willing, she follows them through the whole pregnancy Mm -hmm. up until after delivery because then we invite them back to come back and get a a gift, of a diaper bag full of all kinds of things. Um, But it's nice because she does that touch base with them. Um, She has them on a, it's on a schedule. And if they're willing, we want to keep in contact with them. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen, even if they're past you know, the point where they can have an abortion legally, we still want to help them if they're having a situation related to, you know, parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not ready to have a baby, you're oftentimes you think of just the delivery, having the baby, you're sure not ready to be awake, you know, 20 hours a day if the baby right. is crying and, and fussy and all those other things. And we've had nurses that have gone with the patient to deliveries mm-hmm. because they didn't have a support person. Mm-hmm. What happens, I mean, I've heard about this abortion reversal pill. So how often do you see women who have already had an abortion, and what hope can you give them? Well, more often than we would like. Oh. Um, yeah. One of the services that we do provide, like you said, is the abortion pill reversal. Mm-hmm. So the way that works is that if um, the woman goes to an abortion clinic and they actually give her the first pill um, in the clinic, and that's, that pill blocks the progesterone to the baby. The pregnancy needs the progesterone to continue. Mm-hmm. So if she changes her mind um, within the first 24 to 48 hours, because that's when she's supposed to take the second set of pills. She changes her mind within that time. She can come to our clinic, and we can try and help reverse that process. So if the, when the um, progesterone blocks the first um, or the pill blocks the progesterone on the first pill, the second one basically throws her into labor. And then she delivers that baby at home by herself. Mm. And so then the reversal pill will stop that. And again, that has to be taken within 24 to 48 hours after an abortion? Right. Yeah. Okay. We They come in and we give them um, a larger dose of progesterone under Dr. McKernan's direction mm-hmm. um, to reverse the effects of the first pill. Okay. And how effective is that? We have had five, I believe, come in, and we just had our first delivery about a month ago. Okay. Um, so we our first success, to, um, clear to um, delivery. And I think there's three more. One more, one we lost contact with, so mm-hmm. we're not sure what happened. Um, but the other three, as far as our follow-up calls so far, they are sustaining their pregnancies. So what... What What is the, I'm sure there's a fear that their baby isn't going to be healthy now. Right. Yeah. And what are the odds that the babies are going to be born just fine? I mean, is it pretty good or, or is there likely to be some challenges for them? The, it's, it's excellent. The, the chances are excellent. Progesterone um, has been used in pregnancy for years, um, mainly from women who have had multiple miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so their doctor can give them progesterone to help sustain that pregnancy until the placenta takes over. And usually about the second trimester is when the placenta takes over taking that or producing that progesterone. You know, I've oftentimes heard that once you have an abortion that it, um, you know, you're kind of, you have other effects. You may not be able to get pregnant. You've, you know, however you may have harmed your uterus, all of those kinds of things. Um, 
if you've had an abortion, then you have the reversal pill. Are there any long-term effects after the the mom's able to have that first baby? I mean, can they have other children? What's the what are the issues that she may face? The studies have shown that no, that there is no oh. no problem with having another pregnancy. Um, I don't know if you remember, if you listened to our virtual gala, Rebecca mm-hmm. Hagen, mm-hmm. Um, with her second pregnancy, she took the abortion pill and then did the abortion pill reversal. And she's had two more children after that. Mm-hmm. God bless her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we she's just wonderful. learned on last week's show that the RU486, which is the abortion pill, is now available in Iowa because we're a pilot state. Aren't we blessed? Yep. With For people to do a mail order. So mm-hmm. now they're not even going to a clinic and visiting with the doctor through telemed. They're just getting that and doing that at home. Yeah. How scary is that? I've actually tried. I got online when I, when the, the, this first started happening to see how far I could get. Mm-hmm. And it let me go all the way through to putting my credit card number in it. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So it is easy. Yep. Oh. Very easy. Popped right up. And, and, and it, have you ever thought about the, the, the name of the pill? RU486, RU4, and then 86 refers to, to death and killing. Oh, my goodness. RU486. I know. Now that just makes me nauseous. I know. It's disturbing. Oh, oh. We, we have so much more to talk with uh, Teresa Welch. We're going to take our last break of the hour, and when we come back, we're going to look at the thing that's impacting all of us, coronavirus. How has that changed this whole process. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, for sponsoring my show. John Lee and Eddie in the Morning on Iowa Catholic Radio. Golden Rule, servicing Des Moines for over 15 years. They obey the rules to live by, especially the Golden Rule. Online at goldenrulephc.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, or online, ashworthvision.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Jean Wells, and my guest is Teresa Welch, the Executive Director for Inner Visions. And we're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that we need to have a sanctity of life. And boy, <laughs> Teresa, I don't know about you, but this coronavirus thing is, has made my sanity around life a little questionable, because boy, uh, it has impacted every single one of us, and I'm assuming it's impacted you at Intervisions as well. Very much so. I, I've never thought I would dislike a word so much in my life as coronavirus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, there's guidelines are changing every day, mm-hmm. so it, you ha- constantly have to keep up on it. Um, I'm fortunate that I consult with a physician who's on our board. He's also a chief um, officer with Unity Point. Okay. So I, I talk to him frequently, especially when they are, they are coming out with new studies and um, we screen our patients over the phone mm-hmm. before when they call to get an appointment. You know, all of our everything that we do has changed. Um, we removed all the pillows. Um, we removed all the toys for the children. All the it's warm and just, fuzzy stuff. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, how have your patients changed? Are you seeing a different type of patient since uh, COVID hit? Oh yeah, that's that really? was the probably the biggest change that I didn't, I didn't anticipate that. Mm-hmm. So what it does it look like, like now? Well, for, I, from the very beginning, we started getting these patients coming in with just horrible situations. Um, you know, the governor closed down for all um, non-essential surgeries. So we were getting people that had surgical abortions already scheduled, but now they can't have it. So now they're coming in, and what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So we've had that from, and then we've had domestic violence, We've had um, human trafficking, runaways that are on the missing persons list. We had a More significant than other, uh huh, significant other that was in our waiting room, literally in our waiting room, had a federal warrant out for his arrest. Oh, yeah, you're trained for that. Yeah. So what I did you do? In, I mean, how did I you brought? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I brought in um, the vice squad at um, the police department. I called the Des Moines Police Department. They brought over a federal prosecutor, um, a um, local prosecutor, the police officer that's in charge of the, the human trafficking, and they gave us an incredible in-service about resources, what to do, because this is not, we don't train for this. Right. <laughs> As a nurse, you don't talk about this stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, you know, I, I knew a little bit of it from, you know, my home care experience, but not like this. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, again, what do you do when you're you're seeing human trafficking? I mean, how do you identify it? I mean, I, I, I suppose this training session helped with some of that. But what are some of the clues that you're looking for to make sure that, that a, a patient isn't under duress? Well, the one that came in, um, when I was in the West Clinic and I could see into the lobby and it was very evident there was something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the patient was she was know, 16 or 17. She wasn't able to fill out any of her paperwork on her own. She had to consult with this person who came in, um, who who wasn't her mother. Hmm. Um, so she asked her every question. When we asked her, so what is your relationship with the support person? She looked over at her like, you know, what do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. And neither one of them could come up with an answer. And so when they took the patient back to the consult room, the person in the waiting room instantly started texting and it was continuous through the whole 45 minutes she was in that lobby. It was like I would hear a ding and then she texted ding. I mean, continuous. So we knew something was up mm-hmm. and we have on our assessment, we have certain questions that we um, ask them to kind of assess the situation and is, are they in a d- dangerous situation? Mm-hmm. Um, she was very, very, very thin. Um, very nervous, um, real, kept looking at the door, um, thinking it was almost like who's going to come through that door. Mm-hmm. And so it just was very suspicious. And we did call the police. Um, they, by the time they got there, the patient had already left. Mm. But I'm glad that we did that because um, once they, you know, they got her name, they got her information, and that was another thing. She changed addresses and phone numbers three times while she was at the appointment. Hmm. And um, so the police officer went out and checked um, and came back in and said, yes, she's been on the missing persons list since last October. You know, and that just breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. And again, they, you know, it becomes that, what is it, the Stockholm syndrome, where you don't even, you you be, have create this affinity with the person that is actually harming you. doesn't sound like this person had created that affinity yet. But again, they've had them since a year ago. And yeah. now, yeah, how sad, how incredibly sad. So we think of this as being Iowa nice, yet we all have to have our eyes open. And if you see something, you say something, right? You know, you, you, it's better safe than sorry. Oh my goodness. So, so let's go back to the COVID thing. You know, how has your new patient process changed? I mean, maybe what was it before? I suppose we could just come in and chat. I mean, do they have to wait in the car for four days? (laughs) What's the scoop? Very easy. Just came in and we, we saw you. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said earlier, we screen our patients on the phone when they call for an appointment. And we also tell them on the phone that masks are preferred. We do have that sign at the front of our mm-hmm. um, door. Um, and then our nurses will have them on unless the patient wants them to take it off. And so we will do that as long as there is the six feet distance in between. Mm-hmm. If it gets to where, like for the instance, the ultrasound, they're going to be closer than six feet. The nurse will needs to put on that mask. Mm-hmm. And so she lets them know that. Um, all of our seating in our lobby and our um, exam rooms are all at least six feet apart. Um, the receptionist wears a mask. Temps are taken on everyone who walks through the door, whether you're an employee or a patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone also is screened again when they come to the door. And the support person is screened as well. Yeah. Lots of hand sanitizer, sanitizing after the patient leaves. We have incredible volunteer receptionists that just the minute the patient leaves, They've got their sanitizing equipment out, and they're they're wiping everything down. Mm-hmm. And then the nurses do the same in the exam rooms. Well, you know, it, it, realize we talk about this life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know that that young woman who was um, being you know human trafficked trafficked mm-hmm. um, was not having happiness. There was no pursuit of happiness. There was no liberty. No liberty here, exactly. You know, and it. It is that sanctity of life. Her life, 
not even her babies yet, but her life. We we have to have a respect for all human life. As referring back to the to the new encyclical from Pope Francis, you know, that is, you know, we respect each person irregardless of where they come from, what their roots are, what their history is. We respect each and every person. And just like that young woman, if if that young woman experiences respect, that then she is going to pass it on to her child. You right. know, that sanctity of life. You know, how how do you wanna how do you wanna respond to that? How do we help folks embrace that concept that the choice is is for life? Mm-hmm. How do we you know, how do we get that across? I think we need to remember that the first unplanned pregnancy was Jesus. <laughs> Yes. And Father Mark came and said Mass, or St. Francis came and said Mass at oh, our Father chapel Mark a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And he said something that was really, really captured all of us. It was very profound. Um, we have a statue in our clinic that, or in our chapel, that is the Blessed Mother with child. Mm-hmm. And he was staring at, at that, um, that statue. And he, he said, he looked at us and he said, what if she had said no? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a, I mean, and when we think about that, you know, we, even in the appointments, when we, they don't have a strong faith, we try and bring Jesus to them, mm-hmm. so that maybe through the Holy Spirit, that will come into their lives and will make a difference, so that they can see that nothing is insurmountable without God. I mean, every, every, everything can be accomplished, and um, I think that we just try and we pray and we ask for intervention in their lives and support them, support them all of the way, mm-hmm. regardless of what their decision is, because they are still all children of God. And support them through their pregnancy. Absolutely. You know, we were talking about Martha's house the other day up in Ames, where where a, a, a pregnant mom, if there's, she has no place to go, can stay there for up to a year after her baby is born. It's an amazing and, place. You know, that's amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're not just about, you know, get that baby born and then we don't care about the mom. Absolutely not. Right. You know, right. that diaper bag that you're giving them isn't for the mom before the pregnancy. <laughs> right. You know, right. those are things that she's going to need after that baby is here. You can't so, save the baby without saving the mom. Exactly. Exactly. Teresa, I want to thank you so much. Folks, if you're uh, interested in InterVisions, you can go to intervisionshealthcare.org. That is the patient side. And if you're wanting to look at the organization itself, it's ivhcare.org. Teresa, God bless you. And thank you so, so much for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. God bless you, too. Thank you. And and thanks to our my producer, Jimmy Olson. I'm Jean Wells, and today I'm asking St. Maximilian Colby, he's the patron saint of the pro-life movement, to intercede for those who today are contemplating a life choice. Pray that all choose to respect life from conception until natural death. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. I want to thank all of you for joining me today here on Straight Talk. Uh, We are on the air because of your prayers and your generosity. Again, we are still in the midst of our fall carathon. No, we're not doing the on-air broadcasting, but we are still tabulating uh, contributions. And we would certainly appreciate your uh, financial support of the work that we're doing here at Iowa Catholic Radio. You can give us a call, 515-223-1150, or you can donate online at iowacatholicradio.com. You can also donate through our free app, the Iowa Catholic Radio app. 
where not only can you listen to our regular programming, you can listen to our music channel, all of our podcasts. Again, everything we offer is at no cost to anyone. You don't have to subscribe. There's no monthly fee. But if you have it in your heart and in your budget to support Iowa Catholic Radio, we truly appreciate it. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And again, always available on podcasts through the Iowa Catholic Radio free app. Stay tuned now for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.